This is the Friday, August 27th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered. Variety of action heading into the weekend. A little baseball today, but also looking ahead to week zero of college football. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenball. Busy weekend. Football is finally here. Dude, so happy to be doing this version of the pod today. It's the first one where we're talking about actual football games. College football week zero. We've also got some preseason as well. So I'm excited to see your card because we didn't go over anything beforehand. Maybe we're at odds on a few of these. Yeah, potentially. Let's start on the diamond, though, because the Yanks have won 12 straight, red hot. Uh, Oakland, opposite of that, lost five straight, I believe. So the Yanks take the opener. Give Oakland credit. Rally from a 6 nothing deficit. But the Yanks get the go-ahead run in the ninth and hold on. Today, we have Garrett Cole against Sean Manea, and I'm I'm all about the Yanks. I'm going to go first five Yanks. I don't want to lay the big money line for the game, but I'll spot a half run against Manaya, who has got an ERA near 10 in the month of August. So he's really struggled the last four starts. Not that Garrett Cole has been lights out, but I'll, I'll back the Yanks, the red-hot Yanks, that is. Yeah, quick rant. What's the point of coming back from a 6-0 deficit to go on and lose the game? Just just save the energy for the next day. And Lou Trevino has been awful for the A's over the last week. He blew a game against Seattle earlier in the week. Now he goes out and gets melted up, melted down last night in the ninth. Um, I would play the over here at 7.5. You look at Garrett Cole, obviously he's been fantastic this season. Home road splits, slight difference at Yankee Stadium, 2-3-9 ERA. On the road, 3.45. A's hit righties pretty well. Yanks, mash, lefties. Top 10 in pretty much all categories analytically that matter when it comes to those matchups. And like you said, with Manaya, 9.77 ERA in four August starts. So I'll take a shot over seven and a half runs. A's, Yanks. Yeah, I can get behind that one for sure with Manaya struggling recently. I'm going to take it over myself, but going to the Red Hot Orioles. They have won oh. two straight. I'm actually going to play Tampa's team total. Look, it's Matt Harvey day. And the Orioles' bats have actually been kind of impressive. Look, they got one guy near the top and hits, and it's their pitching that's terrible. So I'll isolate the Tampa Bay uh, hit. I I think we get six runs for sure from uh, Tampa here on the road, so you get the ninth inning ups. I would lay the run and a half or the half run in five innings, but eh, we'll just go team total, five and a half. Ray should get there. Let's go, Rays. We all want to cash these season win total tickets on the Orioles. Let's get this thing done in the next couple weeks. I'll go to a marquee matchup, Pittsburgh and St. Louis. I think there's value on the Pirates at plus 143 when you look at this matchup today. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to send Dylan Peters, the lefty, to the mound. He's only made two starts this season, but he's got a 1.86 ERA, and one of those starts was actually last Saturday against this Cardinals team. He mowed him down. And Pittsburgh went on to win that game 5-4. It was the bullpen that gave up three of those runs. He was only on the hook for one. St. Louis, one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. 29th in home runs, 30th in weighted one runs created, 17th in weighted on-base average. So you've got that entire scenario. you got to ask yourself, well, Pittsburgh's terrible, but St. Louis isn't very good. And based on everything you laid out, why is St. Louis such a big favorite? Well, let's factor this in as well. Jay Hack is pitching for the Cardinals today. He's been a human gas can this season. And look at the home road splits. At home, 5-2-4 ERA. On the road, which he is tonight, 6-7-1. This is also Pittsburgh's third time facing Hap in 18 days. And they had much better success 
the second time around than the first time. I think the opportunity here to see him a third time in 18 days is going to be an advantage. Pittsburgh plus 143 over the Cardinals. Okay, now we switch gears to football. Yes. We'll touch on preseason in just a moment, but it's week zero. They get the honors. Anything stand out to you? I'm a little gun shy here. I like the over 55 with the uh, Illini and and Cornhuskers, but I know a couple guys that are on the under. My thing is this. Adrian Martinez in Nebraska's offense has been, been fine when he's healthy. He is healthy to start the year, and they had five turnovers last year in the game. That offense should be fine against Illinois' defense. It's going to take a while for Brett Bielema to turn around that D. And same for, for Illinois. Like they, they scored at will. Now they're going to try to run the ball, but running in college is not that big of a deal because the clock stops on first downs, and it's usually chunk yard plays. It's not like three yards in a cloud of dust. And Peters, when healthy, like he is to start the year, can sling it around. So... I think we uh, both teams hit the 30s. If not, we're looking at a 34-27 kind of game. So I think over 55 is the play for me in that game. Okay, you and I are going to be a bit at odds here. My favorite of the two plays from this game is going to be Illinois plus the seven. Open nine and a half has been bet down, so this clearly isn't the best of it. I also am going to have a smaller play on the under as well because I think the two are correlated here. Um, it, it, for me, it's going to come down to tempo in this game. Bielema is not about fast tempo. He wants to slow the game down as much as humanly possible. He thinks it lowers the risks of injuries. It also frustrates the opposition. First year in Illinois, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there are a lot of question marks, but he's got 18 starters coming back, nine on both sides of the ball, a pretty veteran offensive line, and the ability to run the ball. So I think we're going to see a lot of running from both teams in this game. And I think we're going to see a slow tempo from Illinois. I think we're going to see a slower tempo from Nebraska. And one of the reasons I'm betting Illinois is Nebraska's a mess. They got these uh, accusations against them for violations right now. It seems like the new AD and head coach Scott Frost are at odds. Uh, It's a team that was very sloppy with penalties last year, sloppy on special teams, sloppy with turnovers. So I'll take Illinois plus the points. I'll also play the under. I'm going to throw one more at you, UCLA and Hawaii. UCLA is like a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. They're a 10-point favorite in the first half. I'm going to play the first half. One of the keys here is that LSU is on deck for the Bruins. So ask yourself, if you're Chip Kelly, how much do you want to put on tape? How much do you want to show? And how much do you want to risk in this game? I think Chipper and the Bruins come out firing. It's like 20 starters are back for UCLA. Last year, they were three and four. Four of those losses, all of them came by one score. And they combined four losses by 15 points. This team's much better, much better than the three and four record from last season indicates. Offense took a big step forward. Two years ago, they were averaging 26 points a game. Last year, 35 points a game. And last year was all conference games. The year before, you got some patsies from the out-of-conference schedule. So that's a big step forward. So I think US UCLA is going to pound Hawaii early in this game, lay the 10 in the first half, because we can't necessarily trust the first, fourth quarter. If they're up big, I think the starters are going to be coming out, and I think it's going to be a very vanilla offense because the Bruins are going to turn their attention to LSU in week one. Similar philosophy here, and I've actually changed my stance a little bit. I have some UCLA minus 14 and a half and 15, but I'm going to uh, hate doing this because some people don't hear all the content. I, I am going to play Hawaii plus 17 and a half and 18. Whoa. There's a couple 18. I, I do think the vanilla thing, the pulling the guys out, I do think it's got yeah. the backdoor cover written all over it. Can't fault you for going first half. It's also UCLA's defense is pretty shaky, uh, all things considered. Chip. Um, you know, I'm, I'm back in the Bruins. I'm believing in them, but it's it's a final <laughs> last stand here. I, I can't take it anymore if you, you don't get it done. So I'll, <laughs> I'll grab the points. I'm going to go for the middle, but 
if I had to play this one without any preconceived, you know, you know, pre-flop play or whatever, I would take the points. I do think this is backdoor cover written all over it. All right, NFL. It sounds like we're on the same game. We both like the Jets. Yeah. Uh, this number's moved towards us, so we have the worst number. But for me, it's about fading Nick Mullins. He's terrible. And Flacco is fine, but when he's with the backups, he's just a statue back there. And I think we see a similar performance that we saw against the Patriots with just a beatdown. I like the Jets here. It's even up to five and a half, six. I think you can do that. The Jets are also three in the first half. I would play that as well. Uh, Robert Sala, Jets head coach, he wants his team to compete. He's been very clear about that. They're 2-0 and in the preseason. They're outscoring the opposition 35-21. to They've won the first half by exactly three points in each of their two previous preseason games. Zach Wilson, it looks like he's going to play, and it looks like we're going to have Jets starters for most of the first half, which is a really good indicator. Philly, on the other hand, doesn't want to play any of their starters. Keep your eye on this because it hasn't been official yet, but Nick Sirianni, the head coach in Philly, is taking all of these suggestions from these health and analytical people in the building. Philly's gone through so many injuries the last couple seasons, they're playing it really close to the vest in the preseason. And apparently they saw enough during these inter-squad joint practice sessions they've had with the Jets over the last few days that that was everything he wanted to see. And most of the starters, if not all, are not going to play tonight. So you're right. You might get Joe Flacco, but behind an awful offensive line like we saw against New England, that doesn't mean anything. So I think you can play the Jets in the first half as well. They're, they're looking to compete in this game. Philly's just looking to survive and get out. Can I interest you in a teaser in the preseason? <laughs> yes. What do you What do you got? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like the six six points could tease it down. I will say this, and I have, this is just off the cuff. I got to think about it. Are teasers more valuable in the preseason because a lower scoring games and b like one, two, and three are such key numbers? It's not just three. So all those key numbers you get in the scoop up in six point teaser. We should absolutely be teasing. We should have at least one teaser for this pod. I, you could tease uh, Tampa Bay through the number of zero if you want. This would be the one time you would you would. Yeah, do that. I mean that's the thing. If ones and twos are the key number, why aren't we teasing all things? And these these totals are all going under. So I mean, you're getting a you know a fourth of the score points scored on a teaser. You know, if there's only 24 points in the game. You're getting six on a Rams, teaser. I think the Rams are like nine-point underdogs. We could tease that up to 15. We're probably made in the shade because there's not going to be any scoring. The total in that game is like 35, 34, and there's a, a favorite laying eight or nine points. It's crazy. Yeah, one team may not even score <laughs> 15. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. All right, I'm going to run it by some people. So maybe a yes. best bet tonight just to really yes. uh, ruffle the feathers of our producers. <laughs> All right, my man, I will see you later in the studio and yep. uh, looking forward to a fun weekend. Best of luck to everyone this season and uh, college football. Congrats. We made it, folks. 